Alright folks, I'm back. Man, this seems like it's been forever, but the last few days has really been a painful one for me. Started Thursday while I was at work. Really hard work, but some kind of a bug got me, and I ain't going to find out what it is. But from th I took Friday and today off of work, Saturday, so I got three days to recoup cold chills and a splitting headache and within the three days the splitting whole head headache has uh, centered to the back of my head at the base of my head so instead of the whole head it, it reduced to right there where all the tension was at so it was muscle tension neck tension my whole back oh man Another, you know, hard flu, but it's kindergarten from what I experienced last year, and uh, actually in 2020, not 21, but 2020, I believe I got the uh, the thing, and that lasted like 10 days. That was not nice, but I'm back, and it's funny because I just desperate times calls for desperate measures right so i put out a prayer request to a great friend of mine a couple of good friends of mine actually and no sooner than i got through posting on my uh social media page i won't say the name of it but and to my two friends all of a sudden, I started to sweat it out, and actually, I'm still sweating. I'm like, wow, I, I haven't sweat out a flu in over 25 years. You know, normally, all my life, each flu, I, I, I end up sweating it out, but for the past 25 years or so, it hasn't been the kind of a flu that I could actually sweat out, so it really feels good to be able to sweat out a flu. I had just taken my temperature. It was 99 degrees. Um, it might have been a little higher yesterday or the day before, um, but I didn't really care to take my temperature until just an hour or so ago. But I started to sweat it out, and I was worried that I wasn't going to be hungry until till tomorrow, if tomorrow. But this whole three days since Thursday, I've only been able to eat once. So finally... I was, my my appetite came, and I just barely posted prayer. Appetite came, and I was hungry as an ox. Ate a full meal, and it was it was awesome. Feels so good to be able to eat. <laughs> and anyways, I'm recuperating. I know I'm going to have a good rest, and tomorrow Sunday before going to work Monday, I'm going to be like a champ <laughs> at work again for who knows how long but anyways um that's good thank god for prayers i don't know why the lord waits for me to ask for prayer sometimes i i, I believe that asking for prayer is just as good as the prayer itself uh but god is uh kind of mysterious that way and i'm always telling people to ask for prayer so you got to put up or shut up. So thank you everybody who uh, 
sees my requests and uh, answers my requests for prayer as well. So on that note, I got that over with um, about Ukraine and prayer. You know, we've been praying for Ukraine for the past couple weeks when, when all this buildup, the things that we feared were that Russia was just going to go in like like a like a hurricane but I I found something that I listened to uh two Thursdays ago and it was from Alan Dershowitz I didn't know that he had a podcast but Alan Dershowitz said on last Thursday on February 16 that Russia is in no financial situation to actually afford a war well that's hopeful very hopeful and I kind of stood on that but there's also this fear that man they could just run in like a hurricane like like a like a train that won't stop and it somehow it didn't happen and today being the 26th Saturday of February 2022 um, I saw that another article from uh, from the United United Kingdom, and that article is from Express.co.uk, and there's a a, a video in in the article. <laughs> from Lorraine Kelly of the United Kingdom on Ukraine and I have no idea who Lorraine Kelly is but she's pretty cute and I hope she's not England's version of Joy Bear from this show called with a bunch of cacklers on it called The View that we have here in the US I hope she's a level-headed person because I'd, I'd like to see that there's hope in her but what she has to say is pretty uh entertaining so i want to play that for you and i also want to play a sound clip from dick morris and he's somebody that goes back to uh i believe the reagan administration even um george hw bush's administration and mostly bill clinton's uh two administrations and he's actually a democrat so is dershowitz but on the democrat side those are like the only two Democrats that I know of that I can actually listen to. Um, but a, a quote from yesterday from Dick Morris. But first, here is uh, Lorraine Kelly on some uh, talk show in the United Kingdom. going for you oh my god we're just getting out of the darkness of covid into yeah. the light and then wham yeah and i wonder what is going on with this odd strange bizarre nutty bar person 
that is put in. What is going? What is going on? You have to ask yourself, what is the end game here? What, yeah. what is happening? You were worried about him not being angry. Um, you can't tell. You can't tell anything with him because he's so much work done allegedly that his his face is just so weird. It looks like a candle has melted and then hardened. <laughs> his face. Did you, you're too young. You're too young to remember. There's a movie called The House of Wax. Right. And uh, Vincent Price. I have to interject on this. She is so right. I, I have been uh, studying <laughs> Putin's face on TV, and everybody says that he's such a master at hand gestures and and facial expressions and the way he talks because he's an ex-KGB uh, expert from the USSR days that he knows how to uh, avoid people reading what he's really thinking and but his face I'm like god what does it look it just looks so different it's like changing and, and she's hit it right on the nose it's just just like the house of wax that she's talking about anyways let's continue with uh, Lorraine Kelly was in it and he had a face like that yeah. and then somebody came and sort of battered him on the puss like doo -doo 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 -doo, like that and then there was a horrible monster underneath it's very rare oh. that someone says you're too young to remember something isn't it and there'll be something it's, he's like something out of game of thrones like an orc i, I just don't und, i don't understand why this would be happening now i feel as if i'm living through the worst dream I the worst I, I like the fact ever. that you were worried, you said allegedly because you were worried Vladimir Putin was going to take time out from the war to sue you. <laughs> well, no, he, would, he obviously has. I mean, come on, nobody's got a face like that. <laughs> you know, you were born with that wee face, weren't you? I don't think. Well, that was that. What did you get out of that? Well, Putin looks like a face in a house of wax that's melting, I guess. Well, okay. I also want to play for you Dick Morris's quote. He gives us a very brief reminder going back to 1932 about Ukraine and and Russia back then. But first, I want to actually read this article from express.co.uk. And I also want to say something that I had also posted um, last Wednesday, the 23rd, regarding Ukraine and Russia. It's the scripture that the Lord gave me for this, but I've been uh, standing on this scripture for, <laughs> I don't know, at least 30 years regarding so many things. It's from Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 8. If thou seest the oppression of the poor and violent perverting of judgment and justice in a province, marvel not at the matter, for he that is higher than the highest regardeth, and there be higher than they. I'm always saying how there are people who matter, who take names and numbers, and believe me, a lot of this stuff is really above our pay grade unless we want to jump in and chime in with the with lampooning or historical references and, and recent current events, what leads to what. I mean, we could 
uh, chime in on a whole bunch of things. But when all it all comes down to is that God is the one who decides uh, which way a river goes, and and He guides the hearts of kings. So it is prayer, as I said in the beginning. I don't know what it is about prayer, but God wants us to pray. So God knows best. It's a mystery. Why? I don't know. Ask God. Uh, but anyways, God knows best. And I love that scripture from Ecclesiastes 5.8. It, it tells me that there are people and God who take names and numbers. And through our prayers for Ukraine, it, it sure did turn out a whole lot different from what we were all expecting. And the funny thing is it's bringing a lot of... Uh, uh, different factions in the United States and all around the world, I'd imagine, together on one thing. Something that I don't think Putin was thinking about. And <clears throat> you may get a little bit of what he may have been thinking after I played a clip from yesterday from uh, Dick Morris. But now... Uh, going back to this article from express.co.uk, it's titled, Putin is furious, ex-army commander's staggering claims about how weak Russia really is. Vladimir Putin is furious with his commanders and oligarchs after they failed to deliver him a quick victory against Ukraine, according to a former Estonian defense minister. Now, folks, I don't think there's any ifs, ands, or buts. It's, it's prayer. We've all seen those pictures of Ukrainians kneeling in the streets, praying all over social media. And... <laughs> that's who I'm giving the glory to uh, continuing in this article Rio Terrace is currently an Estonian MEP but served as the commander of Estonian forces from 2011 to 2018 in a tweet he revealed that he had received information from a Ukrainian intelligence officer indicating that the Russian leader had expected a swift military victory and was furious it had not been achieved. The Estonian MEP wrote, Intel from a Ukrainian officer about a meeting in Putin's lair in Urals. Oligarchs convened there so no one would flee. Putin is furious. He thought that the whole war would be easy and everything would be done in one to four days. He claimed the Russian army was unprepared and ill-equipped for its campaign in Ukraine and was running out of weapons. Mr. Terrace said, Russians didn't have a tactical plan. The war cost about $20 billion a day. There are rockets for three to four days at most. They use them sparingly. They lack weapons. The Tula and number two Rottenberg plants can't physically fulfill the orders for weapons. Rifles and ammo 
are the most they can do. Mr. Terra added, The next Russian weapons can be produced in three to four months, if even that. They have no raw materials. What was previously supplied mainly from Slovenia, Finland, and Germany is now cut off. The European Member of Parliament urged Ukrainians to hold on, predicting that Mr. Putin would soon be forced to the negotiating table. He said, if Ukraine manages to hold the Russians off for 10 days, then the Russians will have to enter negotiations because they have no money, weapons, or resources. The former general claimed that the entire Russian plan relied on creating panic so that civilians and the army surrender, forcing President Zelensky to flee. He wrote, the Ukrainians must avoid panic. The missile strikes are for intimidation. The Russians fire them at random to accidentally hit residential buildings to make the attack look larger than it really is. Ukraine must stay strong and we must provide assistance. Analysts have been impressed at the courage and skill of the Ukrainian military in repelling the Russian onslaught. Franz Stefan Gaddy, a defense analyst, summarized the situation on the battlefield this morning, day three of the invasion. He said that Ukrainian defenses had held... The Air Force was still flying, morale was high among the troops, and that there no signs of imminent collapse. However, with Russian troops within 30 kilometers of Kiev, he predicted Russia would step military pressure. He warned, a very bloody day or night ahead, I am afraid to say. The Ukrainian army claimed it has killed over 3,500 Russian occupiers, as well as destroying substantial Russian military armor. And that concludes that article from express.co.uk. And before getting into <coughs> Dick Morris's uh, comment, comments on uh, going back to 1932 with Russia I wish that the person who was interviewing Dick Morris on Newsmax who was filling in for um, Stenchfield I don't like this lady She's she seems like a buffoon she interrupts people that she interviews all the time Dick Morris <clears throat> was about to give a scenario on how Ukraine could win but she interrupted him. That wasn't part of the thing. She, instead, she wanted to criticize some other anchor from another news media channel, cable media channel. So I was a little pretty disappointed in her. Um, but Dick Morris, you could go to his website. Just look up Dick Morris, and you could read everything that he puts out. Okay, now here is... Dick Morris's comments from uh, yesterday. But, you know, I, I think it's President uh, Clinton and Trump. I also worked for President Yashchenko. 
of Ukraine, who is the first pro-Western, anti-Russian president elected after the Soviet Union fell apart. So I know a lot about the Ukraine efforts to achieve freedom. And, you know, there's a whole lot to break down here, especially in the mind of this man in Putin. Walk us through this, if you will. Well, you got to go back to 1932, when Stalin, the Russian dictator, decided that Russia needed to industrialize more quickly. So he decided to kick all the tenant farmers, the small farmers, called kulaks, off their land, force them into cities and make them work in factories. And when they refused, he sent teams around the Ukraine, which is the breadbasket of Russia, digging up the crops, stealing them, plowing them under, and slaughtering the livestock. So when winter came, four million people starved to death. You know what it takes to make a farmer starve to death when he has a farm there? And uh, there were reports, actually lots of reports, of cannibalism, of mothers eating their children. It was a horrible situation. Four million people died. Then he came back in the late 30s and said those that were left were his enemies and he started to kill them too. Then after Hitler invaded and the Russians pushed him back, Stalin said anybody who stayed in the Ukraine and is still alive must have collaborated with the Germans, otherwise he'd be dead. So he killed another million or so people in the Ukraine and slaughtered every single prisoner of war the Germans had taken because he said if they surrendered, they must be disloyal. So Ukraine was delighted to get free of Russia finally in 1991 when the Soviet Union fell. But Russia came right in and stole puppet leaders as a result of phony elections. And uh, the Ukrainians absolutely had enough of it. And in 2004, they left their homes, over a million people, to the city streets of Kiev where the fighting's going on now in sub-zero temperatures, I mean sub-zero centigrade temperatures ah. for four months, uh, demanding that this government resign. And they could, no trucks could get in or out. The whole city was paralyzed. And uh, eventually they forced him out of office. There was a new election. My guy won. And he served as president. But not before the Russians poisoned his soup and made his face, where his formerly handsome guy, look like he was a small victim. So these folks are not, not to be trifled. Dick, you're with. killing me here. This is... Right, I was going to say, this is not a very uplifting segment, but uh, well, obviously it, history it, doesn't, right? It is. When but, but wait, wait, wait. I, 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 back. This is where she interrupts him. That is very true. And they will, I You're believe, very true. have a good chance of winning. Sorry, Actually, we didn't well, uplift you. I wanted to ask you, you about this. I, I wanted to ask you about this, Dick. Tucker Carlson, I know this is a weird pivot, but work with me, seems to have uh, kind of changed his tune on Putin and Russia. If we've been following this. I want you to take a listen to what he said last night and get your reaction. Vladimir Putin started this war, so whatever the context of the decision that he made, he did it. He fired the first shots. He is to blame for what we're seeing tonight in Ukraine. We can say that Vladimir Putin is at fault for what happened last night. All right, so what's your... Uh, what's and they stopped the recording when he, was, he said, but... The day before, and the day before, he said that NATO was provoking Putin, that Putin was just defending his territory that he was just trying to stop uh, Russia from overthrowing, to stop Ukraine from endangering Russia. And uh, unlike almost any other commentator on television in the United States, he was blaming the U.S., supporting Putin, 
and saying that Ukraine was a dictatorship and not worth any of our lives. You know, your cyber expert said they took down Russia TV. Well, <laughs> glad they did. Right? Right? There you go. It's always a pleasure to see you, Dick Morris. Thank you so very much. Yeah, that was that. This isn't very uplifting, she says. Anyways, don't you like what what you heard from Dick Morris? He he is one of the few people that I go to reference when big things happen. So I, I suggest that you look up Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz, and, and look up Dick Morris. So that's it on Ukraine. I had to chime in on that and thank thank you, Lord, that I am able to uh, get back into things a little bit. Um, it's 11.34. I'm actually recording this because I, I couldn't really do the live thing. I just, I'm just not up to par. So, so far, so good. Um, but it's, it seems like this whole thing is going to uh, be won by Ukraine. You think Ukraine hasn't gone through a lot? You know, Ukraine is the largest country in Europe other than Russia. And they have a long, long, long rich history. All kinds of minerals, fertile soil, uh, oil, all kinds of things. They, they can self-contain their own country without any outside help but they choose to you know work with the rest of Europe but I can't get into that I'm I'm just your lookout guy um, I don't get involved with these little media arguments that she brought up about Tucker Carlson I still haven't looked up what Tucker Carlson's uh, uh, retort to that dialogue that he gave but again i'm the lookout guy i don't get into these people's arguments uh, so thank you for joining me i'm michael tobin your lookout guy and now to conclude i want to play something that we're going to be getting back to pretty soon let's see what was in the news before before this uh uh putin and and, and ukraine uh went on the great reset We've got truckers in the United States traveling to uh, the Washington, D.C. area right now. And it started from California, my state, uh, just a couple days ago. And many are coming from all over the United States to the Washington, D.C. area. And it is about the Great Reset, gas prices, and everything. And people uh, in the camps of Hillary, Obama, and Biden getting actually arrested for their fake Russian collusion that was seven hours, seven days a week, 24 hours a day on mainstream media during Donald Trump's whole presidency. So that kind of stuff just takes patience and justice always prevails. So now I'm going to my friend Ricky Davis with The Great Reset. Well, but first, it's kind of weird on my dashboard on my Spreaker. 
I've only got 10 things queued up and they go back quite a long ways but I had all kinds and and there is no limit to how many things I can have in queue over a hundred things I had in queue and now in on my uh, my dashboard on on my speaker which is owned by iHeartRadio there's only 11 there's only 10 things that is left on my dashboard that in queue that is weird I don't know what's going on with these podcast people we've all heard about Joe Rogan and stuff from Spotify and stuff so it's been quite a long time since Spreaker's messed with me so they're all going to do it they're all going to do it I, I've, I've been harassed on Facebook, Twitter I got off of Twitter and, and, and that other one I can't, I can't remember what it's called everybody uses it but I got off Twitter and uh, whatever it's called over a year ago and Facebook is pretty much next but here's my friend indie artist singer songwriter multi-instrumentalist award winner indie artist Ricky Davis with a great reset What a way to find out I've been messed with. The new world order. 
Great.